to the Silver Window. Uh, this is a podcast where me, uh, Kyle Brooks, and me, Alex Ruiz, uh, we talk about movies. So today's movie is The Prestige, directed by Christopher Nolan, um, director such as many other famous titles like Dark Knight, Inception, Memento, Interstellar. Yeah, exactly. Um, so pretty much all we're doing today is giving a little, little bit of summary, a little bit of analysis. Um, just kind of commentary, what we thought of it, um, just like general points. Uh, it's a little bit scattered, but it's a good time. Thanks for coming along with us on this, this ride. This movie uh, stars uh, Hugh Jackman, Christian Bale, Scarlett Johansson, um, Michael Caine, um, a lot of superhero actors. Um, also got David Bowie. Oh, David Bowie. Always a treat. Uh, rest in peace. <laughs> so pretty much this, this movie is about two magicians start out as like co-workers, like assistants. Then after an accident involving one of their wives. The two sort of turn on each other and try to outdo each other in every way. Um Robert Angier, the man whose wife is killed as a result of a mistake that Alfred Borden made while performing a trick together, um, becomes obsessed with outdoing Borden in every way possible uh, in order to get his revenge for his wife's death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, that's sort of, that revenge sort of leads into um, just like an obsession with outdoing him, but also figuring out this one trick, this uh, traveling man, it was what the trick was called, right? Transporting man? Transporting man, yeah, that's right. Um, it's pretty much just where Borden, he walks, he throws a ball across a room, walks into a door, and then comes out the a door uh, opposite the stage and then catches the ball. Um, and it's done so fast that they don't, like he can't figure out how he does it. They think it's a double, and we don't know really until the end um, what it is. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, we assume that you've seen this movie, so we're going give to give out some spoilers. Um, so huge just, spoilers. Yeah, huge spoilers. Be aware, because there's a pretty big twist at the end that, um, yeah, it would definitely ruin, well, I don't know about ruin the movie, but it would it's make spoil it a it. bit less enjoyable. Yeah. So let's talk about Borden's character. So pretty much he starts out just like, like a low magician sort of thing, just kind of doing sideshows, being an assistant for a more headlining magician. Them are assistants. They were kind of uh, like They're placed, chosen from the audience. Yeah, placed in an audience and then taken for the trick. And you can tell like right off the bat that they want to be better than just assistants. Um, so they're just kind of learning right now and not really, not really big. But uh, so after the accident with, uh, no, Andrew's wife, they sort of go their separate ways and start making like their own magic shows just at like very small sort of places. Which is where Borden meets his wife. Yeah, in one of his yeah, shows. that's right. Played by Rebecca Hall. But yeah, he meets her there. Yeah, this movie's gonna be hard to overview just because it's told so out of order. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it seems like we're jumping back and forth, it's because we are a lot because of the way that it's revealed to the audience um, and the way that the story is told which kind of adds to the magic of the movie, which is super appropriate for... Yeah, like Angier is reading a encrypted diary of Borden's while he's in Colorado, and then Borden is reading Angier's diary 
while he's in prison. Uh, for fig- Andrew's murder. For Andrew's murder, yeah. And towards the end of the movie, it kind of like all ties itself together and like they both reveal that I know you're reading my diary sort of thing and I just want you to know that you suck pretty much. Um, and so, so yeah, that, that, that part of the filmmaking is really interesting too because it keeps us out of the loop a lot. Like we don't know, oh, why is he in Colorado? Why, how did he commit this murder sort of thing? That's part of like the, the whole effect of the movie which is kind of like, it's kind of revealed to us like a magic trick even starting out because like at the beginning of the movie we have um, Michael Caine's character Cutter and he's like explaining to Borden's daughter like what a magic trick is it has like three parts which is the pledge the turn and the prestige and like the movie is sort of like revealed to us in those ways like we it's like normal and then something happens that makes it abnormal which we don't know like the transporting man and that sort of thing and then at, right at the end, everything's revealed to us, and we realize, oh, he had a twin, and he had a bunch of clones that he killed every single night. <laughs> it was kind of done in like a mind-blowing sort of way that was really cool. So I want to talk more about how the movie is set up like a magic trick, like a magician showing his audience a trick. Um, I mean, I was, I've only seen the movie once, and it was for the first time yesterday, so I'm still really hyped about it. But it's so limited in what they show the audience um, throughout the whole movie. Um, we only get to see snippets of a full scene. Um, anytime there's a big action happening, like someone getting shot or a woman hanging herself, we don't see the action happen. We see something distracting and then we get a full shot of what was going on. Much like when a magician does a trick and Use, they... Uses like a stage diversion or something yeah, like that. Which is really spectacular to think about. Like what a masterfully made movie to distract us so subtly because i don't think the audience would notice as you're watching like oh hey like we didn't actually see him get shot yeah yeah like there it's like watching it several times you can sort of see like where they definitely hint at the twist ending like even like the first scene the hats at the beginning um you just see a bunch of them on the ground and it has no significance to you and you kind of forget about it and then later on, it comes. It becomes an important part with the cloning sort of machine, and yeah, and like, even so, like his the the time they went to the Chinese man's uh, magic act, and they kind of said, oh, he lives his life. He's a young guy, and he lives his life as an old man just for the devotion to the trick, and kind of even foreshadowed the fact that that's what uh, both of the characters were doing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. At one point, and even like. And going along, like, they only showed us what we, what they wanted us to see, sort of, and diverted our attention. Like, even when, I think when they first show the transporting man trick, they, they don't even show it. Like, they just show Cutter's reaction to it or something the first time. Th- oh, wow. And then, and then, like, and then he kind of explains, like, how the, how awesome this trick was. And then yeah. once Angier goes to see it, then they, then he actually sees it and he's like... Holy crap, that was a good trick. I would have not have ever noticed that. That's so cool. Yeah. That's why watching watching a movie like this several times is like super, super... It's, it's almost even better than the first because you know what to look for, but then you you know like you know their secret that they're trying to play at, and you can see all the sort of hints that they give along the way um, to try and divert your attention from the first time you watch it. Uh, it's really interesting also in this movie, there's it's almost entirely shades of gray like there's no there's no hero or villain really and like none of these guys are really 
good guys. They're never like the Superman sort of type that we want to root for all the time. But they're like, I mean, they're very human in the in the way that you still uh, feel compassion for them, even yeah. though both of them are like kind delicious. Of yeah. yeah, they're the worst. And they're obsessed, but um, but yeah, and so that that was really interesting to me because it's just like you don't really know who you want to sort of come out on top sort of thing because they're both sort of neither of them really deserve it yeah um you also don't know who you can trust at all in the movie um even when we meet nikola tesla's character played by david bowie Mm -hmm. um you don't know if you can trust him he just seems like this weird scientist yeah who's potentially taking advantage of them and taking their money or maybe he's actually doing the work that he says he's doing Mm -hmm. but then is it right for him to be cloning people Mm-hmm. It's all just really uncertain. Yeah. I feel like this movie was also pretty, like, anti-Edison. Yeah. Like, it, it just, in, just in, like, the way they painted Thomas Edison, which, I mean... He's the antagonist. Yeah. That we didn't know we had. <laughs> exactly. Who knew? Um, but no, like, yeah, and so they just kind of made him look out to be this guy who sent spies everywhere and <laughs> hated Nikola Tesla and burned down his laboratory. When, I don't know, like, that might not have been completely accurate, but... Yeah, I don't know. And so, like, all the characters, like, you want you want them to sort of... Like, you want you want uh, Andrew to get justice, but, like, not in the way that he does sort of thing. Right. And then you also... You also sort of don't because you, like, just chill. Like, let Borden live the rest of his life and get over it sort of thing, but... I think even when it comes to, like, Michael Caine's character, Cutter, you don't know where he stands because he... At the end, it's revealed that he was helping Borden reunite with his daughter while he was being loyal to Angier and, like, doing his tricks for him. As far as, like, the relationships with their wives go, one of them is killed, but um, Scarlett Johansson's character plays an assistant to Angier, who then goes to Borden. So we don't know where we stand with her, and she doesn't know where she stands with either of the magicians because they live such, like, they live with such duplicity, and neither one of them is, like living their life in an honest way they're just putting on a show for everyone and for each other for their wife (laughs) like it's just an absolute mess you don't know who you can trust yeah i feel like i don't know because because uh because angier's like he has to kill himself you know like every single night like toward the end with uh his clones and he he even said like one part of the movie i don't know if i'm going to be the one in the box or the one on the stage getting the applause sort of thing um and so he had to deal with that sort of duplicity and he dealt with it in like a way that made it so he was just one like his he was very single but then borden like him and his twin like they lived like just one life and so that's how they dealt with their sort of duplicity was that they just became singular i guess and lived the same life so what do you think of uh the character of sarah borden's wife sarah and jess are the only characters whom I have compassion for, but more so Jess, the daughter, than Sarah. Uh, Because of the way that the story is shown to us, when we first meet Sarah, she seems really, like, suspicious and untrusting of her husband and, like, Mm -hmm. kind of unlikable. I think that comes from the fact that he was so, you know, like, as a magician, he's like, I can't tell you my the secret. Yeah. And she was like, and then then that sort of applied to everything in his life. Yeah. So it was super warranted. We just don't know that yet. Yeah, Sarah eventually hangs herself, mm-hmm. and I think she it wasn't it wasn't really told specifically, but it was kind of implied. I feel like that she found out he was like two people, because like in the scene, one of the final scenes that she was in, 
he, they were like they're having a big argument and she was like i know what you are um and then because like she was so suspicious about him like loving him loving her one day and then saying saying he loved her the next day but not actually meaning it um and that held to the fact that there was two of them and i feel like that's why sort of she hung herself because she was like wow my whole life's her whole life a, was a whole lie. married life has been a lie it was just a trick just one magic trick yeah because because what she snuck out to his workshop right and then that's where she hung herself yeah um yeah among the birds and everything mm-hmm that whole scene was like pretty pretty moving it felt like you just like after you saw it it's like oh dang yeah this serious stuff it was really heart heart-wrenching i guess mm-hmm. um and then it show when we finally get the shot of her because we don't see her actually hang herself we see her like grabbing the rope and then it cuts to birds in cages and then yeah. kind of like scuttering around and then it's silent and it's just a sh- like a full shot of her hanging uh-huh. and then it like moves on immediately it's super heart wrenching in a subtle way we don't get to see the emotions that she feels but they're there mm-hmm. and then at the end of the movie um, their daughter Jess ends up with. With Borden, yeah, yeah. With, with her dad, because the one, I think the one that loved Scarlett Johansson is the one who died. I think that's what was implied. And then the one who actually cared about his wife that hung himself, hung herself and then his daughter um, was the one that ended up with her. So it kind of sort of had a happy ending, but at the same time, it's still like, okay, his twin brother's dead. Borden is, or Angier's dead, that sort of thing. And then Michael Caine's character, sort of like who's been on the side of Angier pretty much the whole movie and hated Borden um, just because of what he did to Angier's wife. He kind of realizes, okay, um, Angier's a little bit crazy. Yeah, he's become obsessed and he's been like this sort of obsession has driven him to this madness that like it's gone too far. And so he. And in the end, he ends up helping out uh, Borden. In so, reuniting yeah. him with his daughter. Yeah, and with his daughter, yeah. And and destroying the Tesla machine so that nobody can ever face that again. Is that machine just lit on fire at the end with the rest of the workshop? Or is um, it just hidden away? No, because like he... Because uh, Cutter has it, I think. And then he says, like... I don't think we ever see what actually happens to it. It's just like, I'm just going to put this at the bottom of the ocean. Okay. Um... But yeah, but then all the other stuff, like all the all the clone bodies and stuff are presumably just burnt up in the fire. And we don't get to see sort of the aftermath of that. We just kind of get to see it as that last shot when, I don't know, you see all the, all the clones. Which is, that is coupled with the voiceover from Michael Caine saying like, you're not really looking for the trick, you're just... Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's because the reason we don't see the answer is because we're not really looking for it. Because we don't, because we want to be fooled. Which is the same monologue from the very beginning, but we just don't know what any of it means. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really cool, and it's just revealed yeah. throughout the whole movie. Yeah, it kind of goes full circle in that in that sense. Um, I don't know. What do you think the main the main moral like of the movie is? Like this, I don't know. If it, if a movie has to have a moral, right? Um, uh, I think it focuses so much on betrayal and trickery. Um, but I don't know if it's necessarily a warning against it. I think if anything, it would be more of a warning against obsession and revenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's what was intended. Yeah, I think I think it's that like that your pursuit of greatness can sort of bring about like your downfall, because when Angier was like on top and he was 
doing the transporter man with his double instead of like the clone thing like things were going great and he was just like he was, was really dissatisfied andrew was super dissatisfied that he yeah. wasn't on stage getting the glory that's right yeah 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 that's right and so he felt like he had to get more more like audience approval or whatever it was and that's why he sort of what drove him to that that journey to find nikola tesla and do all that sort of stuff um to the point where he's literally killing himself every single night mm-hmm. for glory and for attention and to be on stage and get not even on stage he's above the audience like at the top balconies looking mm-hmm. down at them while they clap up at him and are amazed and mm-hmm. he's seeing their faces in wonder yeah and who even knows if that like because i think the the real the real angier was killed like that first night yeah just because he was the one who dropped into the into the water and then just died and then the other ones were just kind of not him but i guess they sort of still were yeah there's definitely no clarity on who is the real angier i don't think even he knows who he really is yeah i think that was that was a main theme too just like because that was that was pretty prevalent with borden as well because he's like he didn't know half the time because like throughout the movie he's when uh whenever he sees Angier, he's like, did you tie this knot? And he's like, I genuinely don't know. Because he might not have known at that time just because it might not have been... Because it might not have even been him. him. Yeah. I thought um, the... What was the double's name? I thought his character was really interesting. Like, Hugh Jackman did a really good job at playing somebody else. Um, Because when I first watched the movie, I was like, I didn't realize that it was Hugh Jackman. And I thought it was just kind of like... Oh, this is a dude who they got to really look like Hugh Jackman. I was like, good job, guys. But because he acted so different. Yeah. Um, I think that was a point. Um, his character is really interesting, just that he was like a, a theater guy. and Kind he of was, washed up. Yeah, and he was kind of also obsessed with the glory sort of thing, but more of like the money side of it and less of the audience applause. And that's when he was sort of double-crossed... Uh, uh, double-crossed Angier and like took that took that little pad away from him and broke his leg in that part yeah he but. definitely stopped caring about wanting the trick to be good and mm-hmm. stopped caring about Angier yeah he showed up drunk and yeah he just didn't care but yeah and it was interesting I was reading in the like the IMDb trivia for this movie uh, it was saying that there's a line when Root was like oh I, I played I played Caesar and I played Faust and then it was saying that both those people uh, brought their own downfall by their own ambition which is sort of what um, uh, Andrew did yeah because he's playing Andrew yeah that's cool so what were your like when you were watching it you watched it for the first time yesterday um, what was before you saw the twist what what was your general like thinking of the movie of how it was going like did you enjoy it was it Uh, going into the movie like at all i hadn't seen any of the trailers and all that i knew about it was that it was really good this is my favorite movie you will like it and there's a really from, from me right from you. Yeah, yeah yeah like oh you're gonna like this it's gonna be great um it's really well directed and there's a twist at the end and that's all that i knew i someone else told me to watch it really carefully and like you like you're gonna want to watch closely like it's a magic trick like it's mm-hmm. gonna be great um and it was it was so good it was a really fun movie um, I really like magic shows, and this felt like that in a way that I wasn't expecting. I think when someone compared it to 
a magic trick. I was expecting some sort of like grand gesture and like really big things to be happening all the time that were really exciting. When in reality, it was just a lot of setup and a lot of like... Very subtle. Yeah, subtle diversions from what's actually going on. I was delighted by the twist because in the movie, um, Cutter talks about the pledge and the turn and the prestige and... Pledge is showing like... Showing the showing the ordinary every day, thing. yeah. The um, turn is when it it disappears, disappears. for example, and yeah. then the prestige is when it comes back, and that's when the audience claps. Even though it's impressive that the bird disappears, it doesn't mean anything till it comes back. And mm-hmm. watching the movie, um, there's such closure at the end, right before the twist is revealed, and it felt like, oh yeah, this could end here. I would be content with this ending here. But then, like yeah. a prestige, there's this huge reveal. Yeah. Like right when he dies, like when when he gets hanged. Because that's before it's revealed, and he's like, abracadabra, and then he, then he gets hanged. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, yeah, it would have been like... It would have made sense for it to end there. Yeah, but it also would have felt a bit empty, I feel like, too. Yeah, which like is someone point. disappearing um, forever. Yeah. Not that great. Someone mm-hmm. disappearing and coming back with a great twist. Yeah. So good. It was mm-hmm. so exciting. I really liked it. And then you've seen the movie several times. Mm-hmm. What did you think the first time, if you can even remember? Yeah, I... I the first time I remember my dad like so he was I watched it I watched it with my family and when my dad is a twin and so when he when we first watched it he was like hey guys just so you know I'm the only one who could do this magic trick and we were just like all right dad I mean I guess whatever <laughs> sort of we started just dismiss that um and then once the twist was revealed it like it all made sense and we we're just like oh I get it because he's Cause he's a twin and so that was that it like blew my mind the first time i was like i never saw never would have seen that coming sort of thing and but then like i watched it the second time and i saw all these cues that like hinting at the twist and like how did i how did i ever miss that it seems so obvious and then i rewatched it like like one like a third time or something with my younger brother um and the whole time because he's sort of like i don't know he's he's pretty like observant of that sort of stuff and like I don't know and so we were watching it and the whole time I was like oh crap that just totally gave it away and he's totally gonna realize and then this won't he won't like this movie anymore because it's my favorite movie and I was like I really want him to like it so um but then like I he didn't talk throughout like the whole thing and then like right at the end he was just like are you kidding me and like he was so surprised by it which was really cool to see so it's just really interesting how that affects like just how much it changes I don't know Every time you watch it, it's a lot cooler. I'm excited to rewatch them. As soon as I finished the movie yesterday, to set the scene, I was watching it in my dorm room alone, <laughs> lights off, window open, laptop set up, uh, no speakers. Like it was really quiet, so I was kind of leaning into it. Um, and I was just sitting in a chair with like a pillow. And <laughs> as soon as it ended, I got up and just kind of looked around and was like, I want to talk about this right now. Like this is so cool. And I turned the light on and then just looked around a little bit and then went to the credits and the, turned them off and yeah, the credit, took the DVD out. The credits kind of like ruined like part of it. Yeah, it seems out like, of place. They're really, the song they chose is super random. Yeah, I wanted but... to revel in the greatness of the movie and instead yeah. I was just listening to like 2006 pop rock and yeah, it was uncomfortable. Yeah, it was gross, yeah. Um, but as soon as I finished the movie, I was like, well, I want to rewatch this like right now. Mm-hmm. It's 9 p.m. I'm not gonna, but I really want to. Like, mm-hmm. I want to see how this was all set up. Um, I want to, I just want to know... Oh, so I'm excited to rewatch it. I'm yeah. excited to even be talking about it. Yeah, it's really cool. 
Thank you so much for listening this week. Uh, we had a great time talking about this movie and watching it, and I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Yeah, we definitely recommend this movie for anybody who... Anybody, really. It's, it's just really good. Yeah, it's quality. It's a great movie. For sure. um, I say watch it if you haven't already. Yeah, thanks. We'll see you guys next time. Mm-hmm.